0: Hi, I'm Michael Depp, editor of TV News Check. And this week I am with the members of ABC-owned station's race and culture reporting team. And we are Talking TV. (music) Hello and welcome to you all. Hi. 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 So today I am with three executive producers from ABC owned television stations, new race and culture reporting team. They are, and if you could say hello, each of you, Mariel Myers. Hello from San Francisco. Zynga Blake.
1: Hello from Los Angeles.
0: And Portia Grant.
1: Hello from Philadelphia.
0: So all over the place, uh, which, which uh, is an interesting part of the team that we will get into, it's you know, how it's distributed. So I just want to, for those who aren't familiar with this project, um, according to a release from ABC last month, here's how it's described. The team's mission is to amplify the voices of the underrepresented and marginalized communities while celebrating their heritage and triumphs through multi-platform, high impact content for daily news coverage and special projects across its eight markets. So that's a big remit, uh, and, and it's a fairly large team. So, and any of you can jump into this, uh, just introducing yourself again for our audio audience when you first talk, but um, logistically, how does the team work? You have journalists at every station, and then you have sort of a centralized coordination of your stories and projects?
1: That is, that is correct. Um, each one of our eight stations uh, has its own multi-skilled journalist, um, and then, of course, the three EPs that are all based um, at OTV stations as well. Um, we uh, coordinate our, um, our meetings. We meet once weekly to bounce ideas off of one another, um, make suggestions for stories, and just really provide guidance and a support system for them as they go through their, their daily um, we we also split the group up in terms of uh, parts of the country, because we are all in different time zones and we touch in, um, in smaller groups
2: as well. So we work in smaller groups. We also work together as one big unit. Yeah, yeah. And, and, and Sorry, Michael, as you mentioned, like from the press release, you know, it's daily news and specials.
1: Mm-hmm. So
2: part of our you know, sort of workflow is, is, you know, going to the, you know, daily morning meetings, the editorial meetings for the newsrooms and hearing what they're doing and really, you know, seeing how we can help or support or guide some of the coverage and and, and understanding, because they're doing a lot of this, this content as well, right? This, this content is not siloed to our team. It is something that everybody across the eight stations are doing, it, it's focused on and doing. So we, you know, we do that. So, as, so we're also part of that daily news mix to sort of understand what's going on there. And, you know, some of the stories are generated from stations that we help support some of the stories we generate or suggest to them, so it's a lot of back and forth. It's a lot of collaboration on a day to day, and then on special projects, which is you know sort of a different workflow. But it's it's all sort of thrown in there in the mix. We're doing a lot. We're doing a lot all the time, is what it feels like.
3: That's so. right. This is Zynga, and all, and all three of us, we have office hours every day. <laughs> so every single morning, that is our huddle, and 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 it's wonderful because we really get to talk about what's happening in the country, talk about things that we really need to highlight. So it's a wonderful collaboration, you know, um, between the three of us and then of course our eight MSJs.
0: So a lot of slack involved, I imagine in this as well. I think I hear the slack be clicking in the background.
2: (laughs) Zooming and slacking.
0: Right, right. (laughs) Yeah,
2: yeah, a lot of, a lot of, I, I think the pandemic actually really kind of helped being like allowing us to actually have this right, like it has with everybody else, because all of a sudden the, the workflows were sort of worked out where we didn't have to be in house, in office, at stations. So it, it actually helped out with kind of having the setup already, you know, t- to say like, yeah, we can do this across and and collaborate because like the workflows were already set, so that that made it a little easier actually.
0: How long has this initiative been incubating before your launch last month?
2: I mean, it's it's this is this is not something that like you know was like in a reaction to something that happened, like this is something that, you know, that from what we understand, you know, was was incubated and thought about before because there was a need for it. And that's yeah. something like Jennifer Mitchell, our boss could probably speak more directly to, cause it's really her, Maxine Waters, it was really their brainchild that helped bring this about. You know, we have been doing this work individually, you know, in our own lives, in our in our work for a lot, for years. So to be able to sort of come together and this very focused initiative, you know, I think is like kind of the power of it is like now we can get to sort of, you know, do this thing. Cause we've we've been doing this kind of work in our jobs day to day without the title, without the team. So when when the opportunity came up I think we all really jumped on it and we're really excited to be able to, you know, do it. Do it very, like I said, like a very focused. And one of the words that our bosses use a lot is intentional. Mm -hmm. very intentional work. So before, while I think many people at the stations were doing this work or, you know, being thoughtful about it, just having an intentionality and focus to it, I think is what, you know, really kind of is where we're at right now is to to focus the attention.
0: Was there a hiring, was there a hiring up for this effort or was everybody conscripted from everyone was at stations already or?
1: Uh, Well, there were a couple of us that were internal hires um, and then, and Zynga, uh, came to join our team from the outside. Um, and, and it's just a really, really nice mix of backgrounds, um, and experiences. Um, I was the, the breaking news queen executive producer, local news for 15 years, um, uh, just at WPVI in Philadelphia. Um, and I'll, I'll let Muriel and Zinga talk about their, their backgrounds, but I think you'll, you'll hear that there's a really good kind of mix, um, to make this all work.
3: Um, yes. Yeah, so I guess well, I, Mario, why don't you go first since you're still the intern, and I'll talk about
2: yeah, maybe. yeah. We sort of transition <laughs> from yeah, it's it's if you th- if you think of, we're sort of on a spectrum of like experience, and it all kind of works together because we have different experience. But like Portia, I was actually raised in local news. I was a newscast producer. I was a daily newscast producer for 13 years. But then I also went to go work in tech. I've done um, like long form projects um, and, and things like that. So it's not just daily news. I was the head of uh, premium content KGO before I accepted into this job. So I sort of transitioned out of the daily news but still have that as my backbone and foundation. And then here, and then you know, Zynga is, is really the one who brings to me like a really great outside perspective and, and, and a really great external experience.
3: Yes, and you know, to your question earlier, how long had this been incubating? Well, I'd been having conversations with our bosses, Jennifer Mitchell and Maxine Crooks for a very long time, since 2019. Um, Partially because that I was also, um, you know, before, ABC, I was actually at Tribune, and I had built out a storytelling arm for underrepresented and marginalized voices, called Voices, and I launched three series uh, over there. And, you know, we, we focused mainly on short docs and alternative formats of storytelling because we knew that, you know, News is evolving and it's really interesting that there's this appetite for documentaries right now. And so we were really exploring with that. And you know that's the same thing that we're doing here with the, our special projects and high impact content. So it's really exciting um, to see us evolve and also trying to get an, an idea of what the audience is really looking for, especially people that are really interested in the space of race and culture. There's a lot of people, like last year, there was a lot of conversation about allyship what can we do to be allies? And the cool thing about our position is that we can actually help create those tools, um, informational, uh, you know, through storytelling, we can help people get an understanding of how they can be effective allies, but most importantly, by providing historical context of where we are today, right? Um, So there's, there's just a lot that's happening and it's a really exciting time and space and company to be in. Um, you know, to 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 build this uh, whole content team
0: out. So, tell me a bit about the actual product so far. What you've produced, what you've made, what's in the pipeline. Give, give, give us an idea of um, of where you know, the kinds of pieces and where they're iterating.
2: Okay, first of all, it, we haven't really been like a team for we've been a team for a very short time, and it feels like we've done a lot. So. <laughs> it's like nice. dog years, you know. It's like we've only been around, but it feels like we've worked. so. Um, I mean, one of the first things I worked on before the team started that I think really sort of helped, you know, like the foundation of other things we're going to do is we worked on Our America Living While Black. That was sort of our first big special. But then when the team really launched, for like beginning of the year, I mean, you know, we were like we had things for Black History Month. We had a project for um, Martin Luther King Day. I think it worked on some things about voter suppression. Um, we then went into another big special for Women's History Month. Um, I'm working on something for AAPI month, um, we've got the plans for Juneteenth, Pride, and this is, and, and we're not like, and this isn't just the Heritage Months. we do, you know, projects, obviously, you know, in and around other issues, um, we obviously, you know, um, touched on things for the George Floyd coverage, you know, we, we try to give guidance and support to the stations, because we knew they're obviously they're going to be covering it and talk to our reporters about what they could do as well. So it's it's a it's it, and then that's on top of like the daily news things that our MSJs are also working on with their stations and you know because they are really essentially this is their beat you know they're, everything they're doing really has a recent culture lens so they're doing a lot of content from the station side I, like I said sometimes the stations initiate things sometimes you know we're initiating things but it's 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 a lot of like I would say like you know HFR work or hold for release work and the daily all mixed in. And I
0: think. <laughs> I think we we made. got a little <laughs>
1: freezer So so but I did um, just want to piggyback off yeah. of that um, because it's important to make sure that this content is included in all of our newscasts. So whereas, you know, maybe there's a fire or there's some breaking news, there's some something happening, this content is going to be in the newscast. These MSJs are dedicated to this kind of reporting. So in in a traditional newsroom, you know, you make room for what's breaking and yeah that's still the case for us too but we're going to make sure we keep these stories in that are reflecting our underrepresented and marginalized voices you know we're not going to choose you know a, a 15 second breaker on a on a on a, a breaking news story. And, and then that doesn't, there's no room for the race and culture story for the day. But then at the same time, this content is integrated into everyone's responsibilities. And it's not just the job of the MSJ to cover the race and culture related stories. So it, it's it's a priority for our stations to make sure this content makes it in.
0: Is there a branding around your team's reporting or does it sit fit seamlessly into the, the newscast or wherever it's iterating?
3: I would say there's both,
0: right, Portia? Both. Oh.
3: Yeah. Because we have the Our America franchise, right? We had Our America Living While Black. We had Our America Lim- Women Forward. And then to your to your point, we do have this concept of exploring hidden stories. You mm-hmm. know, and that's what kind of what we're doing right now with the Oscars. Um, you know, like our 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 unit definitely seeks to illuminate hidden stories of cities by amplifying underrepresented and marginalized voices, of course, and like these, these stories that you never even think about hearing. And, and um, it's so interesting because we noticed that there was this common theme within some of the Oscar nominated films, and it was hidden stories of certain communities, right? So you look at um, Judas and the Black Messiah, Right? We um, got to interview Charles King, one of the producers who made history this year with Ryan Coogler and Chaka King. And we got to talk about a different aspect of the Black Panther Party that we never really spoke about because they'd often been so vilified. right? But then this movie got to really highlight the social programs that the Black Panther Party put into place. We interviewed Christina O. Talk about a community that has felt so invisible. And she even brought that up. Christina o was the is the producer of Minari and so talking she was talking to us about being Korean and American you know and finally with this movie she felt seen and then to piggyback on top of that we spoke to Diane Warren whose um song Iose, which is in Italian, it got nominated. The Italian version got no, nominated, but the English version of that is called "Seen," and it talks about the power of being seen. And I got to tell you, that song is like the song of the moment. And then we also spoke to Sophia Sophia Nally Allison, who is the director of a love song for Latasha. And my gosh, there's so many parallels with, with with what's going on right now. You know, with the verdicts and 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 not really understanding that. Um, Latasha Harlan's story, and she really was a a part of the reason why there was an uprising in Los Angeles before the Rodney King verdict came out. And so it was so exciting to be able to actually play within that space of having these conversations about hidden stories and implementing that concept within an established franchise on the red carpet for ABC. So we do have brands, but then we also explore these concepts of how we can have deeper conversations with a race and cultural
0: it sounds like that depth and that context requires a good bit of time. You know, your standard newscast story is awfully short and compressed. Do you have the space, do you have more latitude in a, in a live newscast or, or does a lot of this depth have to necessarily show up in the digital versions of these pieces?
3: We do both. I mean, with this one in particular, you know, we're making sure that we have a uh, presence. It, we're, we're, terming, we're, we're saying it's Oscar voices because we're celebrating different voices within this long program. You know, it's going to be about five hours <laughs> for the, the Oscar pre show and after show. But then we're also um, we're also putting the, it, we're also putting these stories on digital, and we also put it on our social media. So the wonderful thing about this this uh, content team is we're making sure that all of our content is multi platform.
0: And are you versioning it? Are you taking there's sort of the, the the longest version and then different for different forms of yeah. it for social and for air? Yeah,
2: absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, just uh there's so many great stories and it's in I think there's just the power in the multi-platform, you know, that we have to play with and 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 understanding that different formats work better in different places for the storytelling, right? So um so yeah i mean you will give an example of like some of the specials we worked on you know they've been long form that can go on hulu that might work for our streaming apps and we're even there's some experimentation there about what works we know what works on digital it's not necessarily may not necessarily be an hour long special right maybe we break them up and then of course we have to you know we make room that the newscasts the, the the news directors are so supportive of our projects they want to make room for these things um so they'll make room for for you know there's been a commitment like if you look at some of our specials that we've done um for women's history month they did a week worth of coverage in their newscasts and Mm. then that culminated in a special you know and they're and they're doing some of the same things for asian american pacific islander month they they've all contributed packages to the special that have you know we call it um local relevance national interest those are always like sort of how we like frame the stories that they do and so they they've made room for it in the newscasts um we're always mindful of that you know that not every every station can to do can do a five-minute package there are stations that have you know made that you know, are, are able to accommodate that. So we're always mindful of that, of working with the stations because you know this needs to work for them.
0: As well, much that's as that, I mean, yeah, us. that's some <laughs> prime real estate, and ABC yeah. stations historically have just killed it in the larger markets. And so anything that imperils that, you know, that that status with the the Nielsen ratings is always tough. So, so um, it's interesting that they have, they are making room for this and embracing it. The news directors are, as, as you've described. Um, I wonder uh, a little bit. You know, a large part of this is is predicated on how getting into the communities and talking to people who have not been spoken with by uh, by the local news in the past and forging relationships over time. All of that's very labor intensive. It's deeply involved. How are you managing that as a team?
1: Well. First of all, we let the MSJs know that they do have the time. Um, it's not something, you know. I just I need something from you every day. I need you to fill this time, go for it, and find something that I can put into the newscast every day. So they're aware that they do have the time to invest into those relationships, whether that's attending community meetings, whether that's you know uh, engaging with people on social media. Um, whether that's, you know, just kind of making calls and and just getting the time and feeling comfortable and supported and knowing that, yeah, you don't have to do the daily turn. You really, really are getting the time to forge these relationships
0: and, and it's, it's really paying off for them. And I noticed you, you've referred to the reporters as MSJs a number of times in the year. So, so is everybody on the team an MSJ? Yes. Is everybody on the field? Multi-skilled journalists, right. yes right and so how about the viewers themselves how are they what sort of response are you getting so far in the individual markets after some of these pieces have started running
2: i I mean i would say like we were really blown away and this goes back to like our first special living while black which was a giant experiment you know we we took time out of newscasts we had this huge project across the A. we people were playing pieces that were not in their markets i mean just some of the some of the responses we got were people were just so thankful that they saw themselves on TV in a way they'd never seen themselves or so positively, you know, portrayed. Um, and, you know, hearing voices they 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 had heard in their own families and communities, but not on TV. I mean, it was very sweet. Like some people said, you know, do, can we buy a DVD? You know, it's <laughs> like people wanted to hold on to this, to this. It wasn't just something that was broadcast. You know, and I, I think that was really meaningful to see that kind of resonance. I, I mean, you know, it there's so much conversation going on right now about what we're doing. And it's just so relevant. And I just think, you know, we've created a space to talk about it and and you know and have this discussion. Um, and I'll just add to that because I actually had this
1: conversation yesterday um, with with one of our MSJs that was stopped in the middle of, of her story. She was out and someone, a black woman, came over to her and said, I just wanted to tell you how wonderful it is to see you representing us in this community. She literally had someone walk over to her. And and I just feel like that's the biggest compliment, um,
2: you know, to know that you're really getting into the communities and and having that reach. Yeah. And I would say the other thing, Michael, is like some of the viewers now have become people that we interview because, right, people may be who are afraid to speak their truth or talk about things. You know, people have reached out to Dion Lim, you know, in the Asian community who have been hurt or attacked that were too afraid to maybe go to police. And they found this venue there, you know, uh, Julian Glover here also at KGO, he's doing the story about, you know, the, the variety of housing appraisal values, depending on the color of your skin, frankly. And, you know, people have now reached out to him. So those viewers are watching and seeing that, you know, we're, we're an ally here, we can, we can help tell the story. So I think that's also really powerful.
0: Are we at a moment in local news now, finally, where these kinds of stories, these changes are going to be more permanent and people, I mean, it seems like out of the pandemic uh, and out of just the, the events of the last year, which were so momentous and so impactful, that that audiences, viewers seem ready for some more permanent changes. Do you agree with that, 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 that we're going to see some real overhauls to the newscast and this represents a, a major cornerstone of that?
3: Absolutely. I just think because you're already seeing, you're seeing a generational shift happening, you know, just thinking that um, this this whole generation, they call them the socially conscious consumer, right? So if you have these consumers who are very conscious about the products that they're buying, uh, that, 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 you know, they want to ensure that the products don't harm their community, right? The part, and, and these products are giving back to community. I feel that they're also looking at news in the same way. What product are we giving? Is it, is it, is it positive? Is it bringing the community together? Is it, is, it, um, try, is it sparking positive conversation, sparking change? So I feel like that's something that we're seeing Right? And then it's also content consumption, the way people are consuming the content on social media. You see all these conversations happening on TikTok, on Instagram, people are extremely conscious and they wanna be a part of the solution and part of the conversation. So I think it is, I think it is here to stay.
1: Uh, I think, think I'm sorry. Go
0: ahead, ahead, Portia.
1: I was just gonna say, you know, and even when it's not positive per se, it's real. It's Mm -hmm. real, it's authentic and people really feel empowered by hearing their truths um, reflected in in our content.
0: Okay, well, Zynga Blake, Portia Grant, Mariel Myers, thank you all so much for being here today. We look forward to seeing what you're producing at the ABC stations as this project goes on. And thank you again.
3: Thank you you so much for having us.